Hey everyone, so today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the Dina and Caroline Nay Laurietta feud. Okay, so this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit true crime, a little bit drama, a little bit reality TV. It's going to be a big mosh pit of sorts. Okay, so let's get into it. Dina Cantine, Nay Manso, Nay Laurietta, and her eldest sister, Caroline Manso, Nay Laurietta, were one of the original cast members of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, along with their sister-in-law, Jacqueline Lorita. No one at the time understood why Dina left the show during mid-production of season two, and many thought it was because she didn't want to be involved in crazy Diane, Diane, who the hell's Diane, in crazy Danielle Stobbs drama. I'll get back to that later and put my five cents in on that. However, in the decades since Dina was originally on the show, a lot has come to the, has come to light about the what and why of it all. Dina has herself publicly stated that she left because Danielle Staub had contacted her daughter, Lexi's father, with allegations to try to jeopardize her being the custodial parent. Now, Lexi is an adult already, so this was years ago. And also, um, Lexi's father was not Tommy Manso. Dina was married previous to Tommy Manso to some Greek guy that was like 12 years older than her. Anyway, um, the allegation being that his parental consent, Lexi's father, Lexi's biological father, that his parental consent for Lexi to be filmed for the R-H-O-N-J was forged because Lexi was a teenager at that time. Now, I don't know what the real story of that is, whether or not he did sign or didn't sign or what happened. But because of that, Dina felt it was not worth it. It was not worth her peace of mind. It was not worth the stress to her. So she left mid-season of season two. She was the first housewife in all the franchises. And at the time that New Jersey was filming, I think there was only uh, The Real Housewife of Orange County and The Real Housewives of New York. And New Jersey was the third one. So there was only three housewife franchise and she was the first one that left willingly she quit she wasn't fired she quit i know danielle stop likes to say that she quit but the fact was she was fired i mean come on let's be real <laughs> now according to kim d on david yance's podcast behind the velvet rope she states that during the season one reunion producers gave caroline Mans- caroline manso what she likes to call the tap on the sh- uh, the tap on the shoulder, 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 oh, geez, can't even talk today, um, which is basically her way of saying that, look, this was drama produced by production to bring up something eye-popping. And so she brought up the whole situation about what Danielle allegedly did to Dina, because according to Kim, um, the reunion was a snooze fest and the producers were like, come on, you guys have to step it up. But Dina did not want her business, especially about her daughter, being aired as a storyline. When Caroline tried bringing it up and Dina realized that she was willing to use her situation as a storyline for the show, that's when she cut off contact with her family. That's according to Kim D. And I also kind of believe that because Dina herself has throughout the years, although she has not directly addressed it, she has dropped little hints and little tidbits and little antidotes about what her falling out with Caroline Manso was, you know, specifically that, you know, it was the show 
that there was a little bit of jealousy there and, you know, stuff to do with her daughter, stuff like that. Now, according to Dina, her falling out with Caroline was because of jealousy and the show. She understands how Teresa feels about the Gorgas and what Killy's coming on because she knows firsthand how that affects relationships when you have your family on a reality show that centers on produced dramas. However, Dina stated publicly that once she started raising, what the hell am I talking about? That she started rising in financial status she saw the jealousy that Caroline had towards her. Like she was okay as long as, you know, Dina was living in her house and needing support and needing financial support. But once Dina started herself rising in financial status, she said that she saw a lot of jealousy and resentment coming out of Caroline. Those are the public explanations for the estrangement that has come out, and I believe Kim D's account of what happened, as well as Dina's account. Now, fast forward a few years later. Dina is the godmother to Teresa's youngest daughter, Adriana. And they even did a whole christening for Adriana, where Dina, um, you know, she was at the ceremony. They had, like, uh, the reception and everything. Not to be confused with the Gorgas christening, which was like the first episode where they like Joe Gorga is charging at Juicy Joe. Um, it was like see, it was season three, episode one, right off the bat. He was they were trying to make a name for himself. Joe Gorga wanted his own table flip moment, but we'll get to that in another episode. So now fast forward a few years later, Dina divorces her husband of seven years, Tommy Manso, which by the way, Real Housewife of New Jersey was not Dina's first time on the small screen. She was also on a VH1 show about her wedding to Tommy called My Big Fat Fabulous Wedding. Um, her wedding was on one episode. I forgot which episode it was, but um, so she is somewhat familiar with reality TV. That show had a completely different Dina than the Zen Dina that everybody is more familiar with. Also, Danielle Stopp and Kim D have both alluded to Dina and Tommy's marriage being a sham to hide Tommy being gay. At least that's the word from the dumpster gossip. <laughs> and if you watch their VH1 episode, it's very believable because Tommy does not seem interested in marrying her at all. And it seems as if Caroline and Albert are the ones forcing it to happen. Now, Tommy and the whole Manso family, the older generation, are old school Italian. It's been alluded that Tommy has connections. Not that he's a connected guy or that he is a made man, but that he knows people who are connected. Well, anyway, it's also been alluded that, you know, Tommy married Dina to hide being gay, um, which I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. If Tommy married Dina to hide being gay, then like, why would he do the home invasion? That doesn't make any sense. And the word in the dumpster gossip is that he did it to kind of show face, like, you know, it's a big embarrassment, a big blow to his ego, like, oh, you know, your wife left you, what kind of man are you, and stuff like that. So it wasn't necessarily that this was how he was feeling, but to uh, save face and to basically show up, he needed to be, he needed to keep up with this tough guy persona. I'm not, again, I'm saying to you, I'm not sure how truthful that is. It is dumpster gossip. But there has been this 
rumor out there floating for a while that Tommy, whether he's gay or bisexual or whatever, that he is not a heterosexual male. I don't know how true that is. But getting back to the story. Now, Albert and Tommy's father was found naked, dead, and stuffed in a trunk of a car. That's public knowledge. Google it if you're interested. Well, if you ever watch Goodfellas, you know that's usually the ending that these types of people get. You know what type of people I'm talking about? Which leads me to my next point. According to People Magazine, Thomas Manso is awaiting trial for orchestrating the vicious home invasion attack on Dina and her current husband, David Cantine. Thomas Manso, Dina's ex-husband, charged with hiring a hitman with mob ties to attack her husband, David Cantine, in 2015. In May 2021, he was also linked to planning a 2017 home invasion robbery on both Dina and David. Thomas and Dina split in 2012 after seven years of marriage, and Dina married Cantine on June 28, 2017. According to the People article, Dina and David relocated to California after the attack. The drama doesn't stop there, though, because Caroline, and apparently Dolores, too, wrote letters on behalf of Tommy for him to be released on bail while awaiting trial. The further, the further estrangement happened when Caroline's eldest son, Abby, said he was going to be talking about it on his podcast, which Dina commented on, stating basically he would do anything to get an audience for his podcast. I believe that. Look, many people have come out, including uh, Carlos King, especially. He has close ties with, you know, reality TV production and all that stuff. And Carlos King has came out plenty of times and said, life after reality TV is hard for a lot of these people. Life after the Real Housewives is hard for a lot of these people and it is you know people still know who you are but the fame fades away each year you guess you get less and less relevance and that's a hard thing to take because a lot of people come on the show for fame and then they get a big head and a big big ego I'm not saying everyone but a lot so yeah, everyone who thinks that Caroline is such a nice person from her R-H-O-N-J persona, reality says otherwise because who writes a letter on behalf of the brother-in-law instead of supporting the sister, her blood sister, her little sister? Birds of a feather flock together and this is why Caroline is the last person who should be commenting about Teresa going to jail or her disdain for the Gorgas. She should not be commenting on how to mend that relationship since she has her own family drama and problems going on. Pot, meat, kettle. By the way, newbie Danielle Cabral is the ex-step-niece of Caroline and Jacqueline. Try figuring that one out. (laughs) On a small side note, allegedly the word from the dumpster is Dina's falling out with Jacqueline is because she basically called out Dina for being messy on the season one finale with the whole book fiasco about Danielle Stops, you know, that that book, you know what book I'm talking about. That and apparently Chris Laurietta was supposedly engaged to a good friend of Dina's, but the engagement was broken off and he married Jacqueline because she got pregnant. That's the dumpster gossip. I don't know how true that is. 
I mean, Dina isn't exactly Miss Zhang Ladybug Catwoman like she portrays herself on RHONJ, and neither is Caroline. I actually like Jacqueline the best in this whole Mansell Laurietta mess because she is the most believable. I believe most of it, except I do question whether Tommy being gay is true or not. From the VH1 show, it does seem as if Tommy wants nothing to do with her. However, what else would explain the two separate attacks on David Canteen, if not jealousy and control? Those are the two strongest negative emotions that someone feels when they're a scorned lover. So that doesn't make sense if the marriage, uh, if the marriage was a scam to hide being gay, right? Yet my imaginary uh, tongue twister. Sorry, guys, too early in the morning. Yet my imagination really runs away with me, though. Possibly from watching true crime shows on Oxygen and the ID Network, and some of the real life mo- motive. Uh, some of the real life motives and plots are wild. Like I said, truth is stranger than fiction. So maybe Tommy orchestrated this because he needed to save face with his connections. Like in some weird way, this makes him sort of seem straight. Like don't f with me because this is what will happen to you. Nothing screams macho to wise guys like a good old-fashioned Goodfellas scene, right? I feel like ever since that movie came out, that's what everyone tries to illuminate if that's the persona they want to present themselves as. I don't know. That's just my five cents, though. Kim D rips into Caroline Manso. Speaking of Caroline Manso, love her or hate her, but Kim D Paula Paulo Paula, better known as Kim D, the villainous friend of fixture on R H O N J, always tells her five cents psychiatric booth thoughts a la Lucy Von Pelt, for those of you who are Peanuts fan, like me. Kim D states that she likes Caroline and the Manso family, but thought very poorly of Caroline for bragging about not only knowing who rat out at Teresa and Juicy, Joe Judites, but that she also was allegedly there when it happened too. And this was something that Caroline had said recently when she was doing some sort of um, live Q&A with page six. Kim D also slammed Caroline's daughter, Lauren, for appearing to be so gleeful about it too. Caroline Manso portrays herself as something else. I think all the women on the New Jersey cast, former and current, feels a certain way because it is the Teresa show. I think especially for someone like Caroline Manso, who is also part of the original cast, she wants the spotlight and limelight the same way that Danielle Stop keeps saying that she wants nothing to do with the show, but then does everything and anything to come back. I think why Caroline was okay with doing Real Housewife Ultimate Girls Trip and not New Jersey was because she could not stand having less money than Teresa. I think it's kind of unrealistic for anyone on New Jersey to expect a paycheck larger than Teresa's. I find it odd that the Manso family, especially Caroline, portrays themselves as some sort of holier-than-thou personas. I mean, again, the father-in-law literally was killed by being stuffed naked in the trunk of a car. That wasn't a random Berkeley gone wrong. That was orchestrated by a mob hit. Not to mention that the whole fiasco with Dina and the attack and assault on her and her current husband, Dave, too. I think Caroline should realize if anyone let fame get to their head, 
is probably Caroline herself. Joe Jujici is the poster child for Trump's dreamers immigration policies. Okay, guys, this one's going to get a little political, which I really don't want to, you know, get into, but I kind of have to because it is a part of pop culture. Um, so we're going to get a little political because I kind of feel like New Jersey fans, they are, you know, with the whole Melissa versus Teresa thing, it's kind of like how conservatives and liberals are when you see them fighting online it's it reminds me of like fans of Teresa and Melissa when they fight online <laughs> okay so the U.S. has very strict financial laws compared to other countries and I'm not talking about developing countries I'm talking about countries like Switzerland okay immigration and quote-unquote dreamers immigration's immigrations what am i talking about immigrants who came here illegally as children but are unknown to their native countries was a hot topic issue during the trump administration especially for their zero sympathy policy with the separation of families caught at the border a very unlikely reality tv celebrity became a poster child for that policy for a number of reasons joe judici ex-husband of bravo's biggest star Teresa judici was deported to his native country of Italy after pleading guilty to financial crimes. Mainly, he didn't pay income taxes. He, he didn't pay taxes. And he got deported for not paying taxes and lying on mortgage loans. Yes, seriously. Okay. To mean that it's not a serious enough crime to get deported for. But we'll touch on that some other time. You know, the same thing that Trump and so many politicians are guilty of. Actually, so many of our current politicians are guilty of much worse financial crimes than Juicy Joe is. But again, we'll get to that another time. Here's the thing. I absolutely believe there's so many people that like fib on loan applications. I know it because I used to see these things happening firsthand when I worked at a Ford dealership and people needed financing for cars, which 99% of the people needed financing for. I also know for a fact that many people raised their income on credit card applications so that they could get a higher lim limit increase. So that's also lying on applications, right? Like, like lying on financial applications because when you fib about how much money that you make to get a loan for a car or to get a higher increase a higher limit increase on a credit card that's also financial fraud i also know for a fact that many people claim and deduct things from their taxes that they aren't necessarily supposed to but they do it because they don't want to pay taxes i mean basically joe judici pleaded guilty to crimes that trump and other politicians, big name celebrities, and people of power has been doing for years. David Yonta from Behind the Velvet Rope did an excellent interview with Joe about his this about his deportation. It was to me anyway an insignificant crime that he got severely punished for, and which many countries would not even give out a prison sentence for. I mean, some states in the U.S. don't even have state income taxes. Tennessee is such a state. 
the state of Tennessee does not have income taxes. It's really weird the level of hate that fans of the show, Melissa fans or Gorka fans of the show have when they say that, you know, they're on a certain cast member's team. Like they love to point out that Joe is a quote unquote convicted felon, but they don't seem to have the same energy for the politicians that they've elected. I mean, millions of people voted for Trump, and those same voters are always saying that they don't care about Trump's taxes or his finances. So why are they spending that energy on a reality star, but not on the person who actually has the ability to control your quality of life and living standards? It's weird. I see so many haters saying Joe is this and that, yet they are supporting politicians who are committing so many financial crimes that they make Juicy Joe's crime seem so insignificant, like an unpaid parking ticket or skipping the toll booth. That is not a serious crime. And yet there's so many politicians who commit so many more severe financial crimes and their voters love them. They love them for it. Nobody's screaming, you're a criminal. Maybe Martha Josephs should just be like standing around screaming at politicians that they're criminals. I don't know.